Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Joey, and today Paulie and I are chatting all about bodyweight strength training. We look at the key considerations for anyone who's looking to get stronger using just their body weight. So whether you're new to the game and you're trying to get your first set of push-ups or perhaps your first chin-up, or you're someone that's chasing more advanced skills like ring muscle-ups, shoulder rolls, that kind of thing, these same laws or considerations will apply. It's also a really handy chat for anyone who just wants to understand better how bodyweight strength training fits into a more global approach to building a strong body. Now, just a note, we've got our coaches intensive coming up next month. That's June 18th and 19th. And in this course, you can learn how to become a world-class coach and build a successful PT business. This two-day course will teach you all of the key skill sets required to become an industry-leading coach and create your own successful PT biz. These are the same skills that we've used to build our flagship gym here at Botany, Jungle Brothers. And this is the same course that we've used to consistently produce industry-leading coaches from this space. Upon completion, you'll become eligible to join the Jungle Alliance, which means that you can work in any allied gym. You don't have to be a coach to enroll. There are no prerequisites besides being a good, motivated human. If you would like more information on the course, go to junglealliance.com, click the courses tab, You can get all the info and you can enroll there. And as a listener of the podcast, you can get 20% off. Simply use the code JBPODCAST. All right, on to the chat about bodyweight strength. Enjoy. Fix is eight. Jump child. I'm in. I wish I came from a place where it was. The weekly breakfast. Is it actually that way in China or is that adapt, ad, adapted to the Western? I don't even know. I did. I remember having yum cha in Hong Kong mm. and it, the way that that seemed was like something that was going on every day. It's pretty low key. I had a friend, Chinese, in year seven or primary school. It's a bit blurry, but that was Philip Wong was his name, I think. But yeah, I'd go after to his to his place after school to hang out and when we got home the, the school bags went down and his mum poured out like a little soup with like two dumplings in it oh. and it was like oh. after a day at school just coming into like a little hot broth with oh. a couple of dumplings in it. it was just so nice that's so good yeah yeah that's fucking bang on too because i would come home and have some bread with some jam and a milo <laughs> <laughs> Which is like you got a bit of fat, maybe a tiny bit of protein in the milk, but basically it's sugar. Yeah. The, but, and, and the whole idea is to carry you through till dinner. Mm. But for a kit like a bit of broth, like heaps of pro in that, mm. and then the dump, like it's a good solid little meal. I love the Japanese breakfast too, which is like the, the, the little bowl of rice and a piece of cured fish. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Do you remember, didn't we get that in the rear cans for breakfast if you tick that option? Right. Little remember. little thing of pickles. I don't remember the mornings oh. of our time <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little thing of pickles. A little thing of pickles and a piece of fish um, and a little bowl of rice, probably a little hot little soup or something like that. That's it. It's fucking perfect. Love it. Yeah, it's mad. Oh, man. Yeah, some dumplings after school. I'd go to um, my buddy Marco's place because his mum would always have the good snacks. But the good snacks were some uh, light and tangy thins, uh, maybe a little snack, 
um, pickles. He always he, he introduced me to eating a pickle. Like, oh, here's a jar of pickles. Okay. And, you know, you just bite it, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But that was that was my little after school treat. If I could like get a get to hang at his place, <laughs> Monji Monji's parents, because Monji's so big, just thick. They just had this never ending supply of wheat bix. And milk. Like first time I opened the door and he's a single child. It's four litres of milk in there. Um, all the time. And a huge jar of sultanas. And I'd never had wheat bix and sultanas because it was always like white sugar all over that. Um, and anyway, yeah, so he'd get out like eight wheat bix, pour heaps of milk in it, and then just sultanas all over it. And that was every time we went to his house, we'd just go boom, straight in the kitchen, sultanas and wheat bix and it's never left me all often get the sultanas out and put it on the on the wheat pigs. I'm guessing it's nice. It's nice. I've never had it. It's, it's you know, it's sugary. It, it's the balance. I guess it, it's a, yeah. I'm I'm I was always sugar or yeah. these days it's honey. It's honey. No one eats wheat pigs the way that it is. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they know that. It's like we we give wheat pigs to Leo sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And and like I think Kids have it. maybe when he was six months old or whatever he would he would eat it mm. but then as soon as he had some other breakfast as soon as we gave him like you know i uh, give him that chicken drumstick or give him an egg actually he didn't like eggs in the beginning but if you gave him meat like some i was like Mace, let's just try let's just give him some of the dinner and she was like oh okay like it didn't occur to her you like give him some curry or something and he's so into it <laughs> now when you give him the wheat he just fucking shuns it yeah like what is this mush cardboard and milk it's what it looks like isn't it? yeah now you have to put something with it um, tell me what the you made recent changes to the body weight program, mm. and I we were both away, so you've kind of made them since coming back. I'm guessing you're thinking about it a bit while you're off. Yeah, what um, catch me up on it? I had a bit of a little bit of input. Oh, okay, like yep. it was your project. What's been the the catalyst for it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a long time coming. I think with any program, even if it's the program that works, um. People want to see something a little different um, just to just to change things up. Like often to get to a certain goal, you can take different paths there. So, you know, there's no problem with changing it up um, and doing it slightly different. Um, plus, you know, we learn things and everything that we do here is an evolution. And after observing it for some time, we thought, ah, oh, yeah, we could be doing it better. Um we got a bit of feedback from the gym or we wanted to make the changes. So, you know, we always put the survey out and this is just a survey for everyone uh, to, to ask them, you know, about their experience in the gym. But we were looking really at the product classes and the times and stuff like that. And we had a inkling of some changes we wanted to make and it was confirmed by the results. Yep. Let's, let's go ahead and make those changes. And yeah, that's where we are now. So um, inside of our body weight program, there's a system. Um, that system helps us to develop people progressively as a tribe. So when you've got 16 people in the class and you know a couple of hundred members, it's a system that you can lean back on so that everyone's progressing upward. Is that mine? New phone. That new phone ringtone. Oh. Like I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> I haven't changed the settings yet. Oh, shit, I didn't even acknowledge it. You got it. I got it. Paul got a Google. I went for the six, but they didn't have it in stock, so I just got the pro. Let me see that. This is so. This is the nicer one than the six. Yep. Look at that. It's what? actually been a pain in the ass this week. Is that a case that's on it? 
Or is that? It's a case, a oh, back yep. case, but there was no screen covers, so I'm living dangerously. <sighs> Bruh. You know how I am. Fucking hell. James Dean in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that's super nice. Yeah. I just transitioned, you know, I just, for the listeners, I just transitioned back to Apple after many years on Google, Google phone. It's amazing how many Apple users are like, oh, I just sent you a text message and you're back on Apple. Welcome. Like, oh, they know. Yeah, because the coloring of the text message, uh, when it's red and when it's not. Yeah, people are like, oh, fuck it. Thank God. I'm semi-regretting <laughs> it a little because there's some things that are just not working this week. Oh. Don't go into it. You Don't just go into yourself. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the body weight program, what was I saying? Yeah, it's an evolution. So, we're always trying to make it better, freshen it up a little bit, um, and give the people what they need. So, Yeah. Made some changes um, inside of it. Just a brief overview for people who don't know. We have like a mastery system inside of the bodyweight program where there's a ladder of progressions. We start on the bottom rung and in order to move up and change that movement that you're working on in the bodyweight class that you attend, you have to master that. So you have to be able to perform it to the sets and rep range that we prescribed and you have to be able to do it with certain understanding and quality and then you get approved to move up. Um, I realise now why you listed the movements vertically from 1 to 10. Oh, yes. Because I'm like, yeah, because 1 going down, yeah, 1 to 10, you're like, that makes sense for how we read but it doesn't make – it's an inverted ladder. It's a ladder. Yeah, yeah, so it should go from bottom to top. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just trying to change the design of it so yeah. people are around it more. This is, this is the poster that, that's used yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to visually describe the ladder. Because I was like, new people come in, it's a ladder and you move up the rungs, but this poster is going down. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that ladder of progressions, that's what have changed. We had five ladders and now we've split it into six, I believe. One, two, three, four. Yep. Five into six. We took one away. We added a couple, and that made, and we made changes to the progressions inside of them, um, and that's where we are now. So we're in this four-week phase where um, we are giving everyone the chance to look at them, get familiar with them, try the movements, and see where they are on that ladder of progressions. So they're they're. Working with the coaches um, and figuring out where they need to be. Um, obviously, not trying to climb up too high, put them on the sweet spot so they're off and running. It's cool when you look at the ladders. Like I'm just looking. You got a, there's a small printer on the board behind where Paul's sitting. Um, it's it's easy like to look at that because there's, there's ten progressions I've noticed, which is nice. You've uniformed how many rungs there are on each ladder, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yep. So there's 10. The, beaut- the, 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 the deceptive part is you look at it and you're like, oh my God, there's so many exercises, like the 60 exercises I'm looking at right now. But it's like, no, 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 if you're a new person, you only need to know one, the relevant one exercise in each of those categories that's suitable for you. So that's six exercises you need to commit to memory and just keep doing them until you feel like you've mastered that one and then that one will change. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a very, it's such a nice way to simplify. Yep. A pretty daunting kind of thing, especially for a new person looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, about the 10 rungs, I wanted to uniform it. Naturally. Um, and if, and in, uh, in recreating it and making it uniform, the question popped up about, 
uh, the gym's movement milestones. So in the gym, we have a poster of movement milestones. They're not necessarily necessarily progressions, linear progressions to get to a movement, but they're just checkpoints. Yeah, they get harder as they move up to the, the alpha version of that that particular ladder, but it's just to give people a perspective of where they are in the field of movement. And that's split into three categories for simplicity, lift, body weight, and mobility. And then there's a few different columns in there. And then based on whichever kind of thing that you can do, there's a rank for that. Um, so what I've done is I've, I've gone and, and I worked with you on that and, and Ty got some feedback from the coaches and we've recreated that. So the body weight movement milestone ladder, for lack of a best, better term, um, relates to the 10th rung here. So all the 10th rungs on this mastery system that we've got in the body weight classes relates to the, I think it's 7th or 8th progression on the movement milestones before you start becoming an alpha. Ah, very nice. So, so what's that, like three quarters of a way up the ladder? Yep. Okay, that's nice. Yep. So whatever that is, I can't remember off the top of my head. Did and you go 10 progressions on movement milestones too? Or did you keep, because I think it was at around five or six. It's uh, two, four, yeah, it's about six. What do we got? Seven. We got cub, juvenile, adult, or cu- hatchling. Yeah, hatchling, cub, cub juvenile. Then elder has two for body weight. Right. And alpha has two. Ah, okay. Um, but then for the others, they don't all have two. Uh, lift has two, sorry, two for elder and one for alpha. So lift has three, six. And then mobility has six as well. Right on. It's an extra one in there for body weight. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, so it should marry up well and to the milestones. And this is just me trying to help develop with a system inside of the gym for, for people help them know where they are in the scheme of the tribe in terms of like we're trying to develop all different attributes in here because what we do can get confusing. You look to that, the programming, it dovetails onto that so that we're continuing to develop those milestones for them inside of the program. Um, So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. So we're in this four weeks where everyone's getting used to it and we're getting feedback from the coaches. We're watching how it performs on the floor. Um, and copying some feedback from the members as well. And after these four weeks, we'll go ahead and get into the program using these new ladders. Um, so that's where we're at at the moment. That's dope. Mm. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> to, to give a bit of context about like sort of how we ended up developing these models. They kind of come about because it, it can be so easy and, and I – you know, I was responsible for programming a lot of the bodyweight stuff for a long time before it was called that back in the days of Jungle Gymnastics for the OGs. Hey, you know the survey? I looked at the results. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Jungle Gymnastics. Yeah. Like as a like any time you could write your own response. Someone hey? just wrote that every time. <laughs> I, I nailed Rob Cooper about it and he swears it wasn't him. Oh, really? So I need like, to find out who, who that was. Who the fuck else in this place remembers that program? <laughs> um which you know when when I when I did that program it was really it was it was awesome but it, like I loved it I think a lot of people like, enjoyed it it was very fun but it didn't have that structure where it was moving you towards specific goals it mm. was like oh let's let's explore this for a while and then the next training cycle and each cycle would be you know six or eight weeks like good consistency but 
you know, you might go from, oh, we're doing a bunch of handstand stuff to, oh, now we're on the rings. Oh, now we're doing a bunch of locomotion, mm. which is really great. But perhaps for someone over a, a longer timeline, mm. they're like, well, my handstand hasn't really gotten much better because I'm just not doing it consistently. So that evolution with the bodyweight program that, that really was, was tease creation um, was designed to deal with that in that from that micro perspective, wasn't it? Of that one program, it's like mm-hmm. all right, body weight is now going to develop these attributes. Yeah, the movement milestones was like we actually developed that prior, didn't we? And that was like, well, how do we take everything we're doing in the gym mm. and put it? So for someone that's in here, like doing some lift, some body weight, some S and M, they're like, well, where am I moving? And we're like, fuck, okay, the movement milestones will show them the pathway. Mm-hmm. But as, we, as, as can happen, things evolve. And then before you realize it, you're like, oh, the programming's not really holding true to whatever, yes. developing what we wrote on that poster three years ago. Yeah. So I think it's really cool you did that. Mm. You know, you've, you've done all that because it was in need of like renewal. Mm. And mm. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing, tell me from a programming perspective, it kind of guides your thinking, makes it a bit easier. Absolutely. To just put stuff out. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it doesn't mean to say that anything's going to be boring. It's just more organized and more efficient and less brain power for us and less brain power for, for members. They're like, oh, that's how it works. That's the structure. And this is where I am inside of it. So, yeah, um, it's really cool. I think the, um, the success of it relies on how we, after this four weeks, how we communicate it and carry it going forward you know what i mean like we need to get some good design posters put them in place introduce them to the tribe get a system around checking in with the movement milestones um and then continuing to make sure that the programming reflects the development of those milestones yeah doesn't waver too far off track because you know most of our people need that middle ground um you know that those basic movement patterns getting strong in those yeah yeah and i think the 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 end result there is like like the beyond the brain power piece is that they people get better results don't they yeah because all time spent training is going towards consistent things there's 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 a good amount of volume to develop these particular attributes yep rather than there's a little bit of time on that attribute a little bit of time on that one but they're unrelated yeah totally yeah, I'm pumped. Um, that's sick. It, I always get a little bit jealous of <clears throat> deadlifting gyms in a discussion like this because all they do is put up a blackboard and you have three columns, squat, bench, dead. And it's mm, like, mm, that's mm. what we work on here, you know? Yeah. And you're like, fuck, how good's that? What lift am I doing today? Squat today. Guaranteed results. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you do your primary, you do a couple activation drills, do your warm up, and then it's like, do you do you do you whatever your work sets and then oh, here's two accessory exercises yeah and then you just and it's it there is i think with weightlifting in totality like olympic weightlifting but also powerlifting which is a much more simplified version of lifting a barbell um i think people enjoy that simplicity totally. i think that is what makes it very successful as a training pursuit for individuals it's just easy to wrap your head around thinking about it as you're talking about it gives me Makes me smile. Like I like that thought. Yeah, I like that simplicity. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's nice. And I mean, even um, even CrossFit in a way, 
you know, CrossFit has a lot of like skills, as they call it, that they want to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not about developing skills. It's about developing fitness, mm. which, is, which is smart when I'm, I'm thinking about it through this lens because – looking at it through this lens because if it's about fitness, then it's like, well, it doesn't matter what you're doing today. It's a challenge. Mm. You're getting fitter. And it's increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains. So it's basically saying we're going to make you fitter at doing random shit, mm. full stop, mm-hmm. um, which then also just removes the need to, well, how's your handstand push-up? doesn't matter. I'm getting fitter. Yeah. You know, I, d- I, d- I did some a couple of weeks ago, but we're doing, you know, whatever, muscle-up progressions today or something. Mm. Whereas, and, you know, for us it's like, where's your handstand at? Where's your muscle-up at? It's not, hey, where's your strength or where's your body awareness or where's your fitness at? It's like where are these specific movements? Absolutely. Um, so obviously the way we do it is better mm-hmm. and it's more noble. But there's a, there's a, there's a challenge. There's like a, a distinct challenge that comes with that. Probably, probably the CrossFit is going to outrun you at City to Surf though. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to kick your ass at the mud race. Who cares? You're at Kaluzzi's getting a fucking panini, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing some hip mobility over here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked and um, – I'm looking forward to to seeing like I I can guarantee there's going to be gains for people here. Um the way that we've split it up, um so there's some more focused upper body work. Um I think yeah, there's going to be guaranteed gains in the gym. So I'm pumped for that. It's I think it's good to mention like we've had what, I don't know. Eight years of programming relevant to this style, like eight years of, mm. of like of gym programming relevant to body weight, you know, calisthenics, mm-hmm. whether it be jungle gymnastics or body weight by name. It would be very easy to just go through and reuse a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. and that would keep it fresh. You could just bring back jungle gymnastics, and he, like every like everyone except for that one person would be like, "Wow, this stuff's awesome! What is it? It's brand new to me." Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is that our views on it change our views on how to develop those attributes and capacities are constantly evolving mm, mm. and so with that it's like you can't help but like if you're honest about what it is that you're slanging at your gym mm. to your members mm. you you have an obligation to reinvent the programming periodically absolutely because the, you, what you know will change how you see it will evolve and so i just think it's a cool thing to point out like that that what you've got now is awesome and and it's it's one way of having improved what was there before but it will improve again yeah and totally. it will always change yeah. and and that's kind of a nice thing to point out between gyms that like are really trying mm. and really care with that about the training versus the ones that are just helping you get a sweat you know like there's so much time and creative sort of energy that goes into building something like that yeah, and right. getting all the coaches on board and making yeah. sure they know all the new movements. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing that um, was is actually a, a big, a big factor uh, in the changes we made here, and is also going to happen off the back of the survey in some of the other programs, which is that um, people change as well, and the living situation and how everyone's experiencing their lives as a community here has changed, like post COVID. Um, and in the same way as... In what way? Oh, like in the same way that I freaking don't, didn't want to do my 
strength program or something and I've, I've lost interest because there's other stress going on outside, I need to like change my program because I'm not going to do that one because it's a little too far reaching or intense. I need to do something else to keep me going. Just I think that people right now want to not tank, tackle too high complex movements and programs right now. I feel like people well, people have told us they want more stretch stuff and I feel like, hell, most of my clients need more of that and a lot of the members I see and people want to come in here and hit the basics, get really good at those and have some really good interactions in class as opposed to doing some a couple of really technical movements that they're trying to nail that has slower progress, you know? Yeah. So I think that is it's definitely influencing how I'm thinking and this year I've come into just thinking about programming is much simpler um, for myself, my clients and everything. It's just like, fuck, let's just hit right in the middle and make sure we're taking care of that and keeping people going and happy and functioning because, yeah, post-COVID there's definitely a hangover and it's still hanging about, but everyone's going through an adjustment phase. Um, what with their jobs, their works, I just feel like everything's just a little different um, and how we're living now. Do you feel that in Sydney? Maybe. It's hard for me to tell because I think because I've had a kid and so that's been the last year and a couple months for True. me and yeah. so things have changed a lot for me but I'm like, was that me or is that, you know, yeah. whatever, the, the zeitgeist, mm. you know, of where we're living in. Um, but it sounds completely reasonable. Mm. But yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people are still finding their groove again you know, it was a pretty rough start to the year with Omicron and, and all that stuff. Um, what did we, we had a two-week lockdown this year, didn't we? Shit, I can't remember what it was. I went into a lockdown for two weeks this year. Yeah, with your, like, family isolating. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, even that, it's like, yeah, there's, there's, this, this, things still aren't back to just however they were. Yeah, and it's not to say people are afraid of going into gyms, but I think just everyone's situations have slightly changed. Yeah. And, you know, spending so long out of the gym has made people kind of just rethink other options have popped up. And, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I just think it's a little different. And, you know, simplifying the program is one thing, but it's the change factor as well. It's like, ah, just, you know, just want to change and relight the fire and just go for it. So, yeah, that's that's definitely influencing that as well. I hate to bring up I, – I actually was like – because I was on holiday um, thinking about this, as you said, and I was coming back and I was going to put a, a freestyle, an older program on while I worked this shit out and then I was like, no, nah, I'm finishing this now for tomorrow and I changed it all overnight. Like I'd already been working on it but I released it early, pissed a lot of people off, but it just had to be done. Get it out there. Yeah. Um. So, Yeah. We can report back on incoming gains in the coming months. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the the elements of bodyweight strength training, calisthenics, call it what you want. Um, but I, I thought it'd be cool to explore kind of the key sort of elements about what makes it unique um, and how people can approach it better. Mm. Because I, it is, you know, if you can kind of pick up from what we've spoken about already for those listening – it is a more of a complex beast often than just developing, uh, you know, barbell strength work. 
as an example, or, or even bodybuilding. Um, they're a little, both of those things are a bit more simplistic in their approach. Bodyweight strength, you're dealing with like a lot of, there's a large skill and mobility component to it. Mm. Not to say that there's not elements of school and mobility in the other aforementioned things, but I would say there's, there's, there's the most in body weight. Um, from your perspective, Paul, and I throw this question at you because uh, I've seen your training, like you've really dived into your body weight strength work in the last, I feel like it's really ramped up in the last, I don't know, 12, 18 months? Yeah. But probably yeah. the last couple of years has been a big journey for you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the main part of my training. What makes it good? Like, why Why do you like it? Um, I guess many reasons, but probably I like I, – I always say to people, like, I really like it because to get any good at it, you have to develop a certain level of self and body awareness and discipline. Um, so, like, whenever I do training, I'm, I kind of like – I try to do training that's you know, that's not just developing the muscle, but it's developing something else. And I, I look at the training as that it's developing me as a person because of that fact. And, and the reason being is because when you do body weight training, you don't, you're not locked into a bench that has, you know, external support on your side and it really isolates one joint that you just have to pull. Um, you really have to be aware of every movement that you're doing and to get, the best out of it and progress you have to build more and more awareness you know what i mean yeah so there's less external stability when and i'm speaking generally um so you have to like learn shit and then when you do it in your one rep you can either get heaps out of it or half depending on how you apply yourself to that one rep because you can just break the line or you can just shift your weight forward a little bit and it's all compensated, you know. So, yeah, you need awareness. So you need to be able to, like, isolate movements. You've got to really be onto motor control. And then, fuck, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you just, like, go into it trying to get the program ripped and done, you know. Tick the box. Tick the box. I really like that part of it mainly and I like that journey for anyone. Well, you can and that's called calisthenics. there's the difference no um pointing to the the kind of lack of quality that you see in a lot of typical calisthenics work versus gymnastic strength training that is a lot more refined yeah and i guess the shade on the calisthenics folks you guys are strong too very strong and very capable um for sure um but yeah that's that's the main that's one big thing. I mean, you can do it anywhere and everywhere, obviously. That's one cool thing. Um, but, fuck, I really love, I really love the th- what, it can, what you can do with it, you know what I mean? Like, for me, like, uh, I, I, I really love martial arts and I like dancing and break dancing and I like, to me, that's, that's body weight stuff. So, like, for me, being able to throw my body around would be, that's the coolest thing for me that I love as opposed to being able to throw a weight around or something, which is also cool to me. But, um, yeah, I like the feeling of body weight movements, you know. It's like you have a certain amount of control when you're doing a rep or when you're walking around and you feel really good after on the weekend. Um, 
just look at a wall or a tree, not that you're about to bust out parkour, but it's just a bunch of confidence. And that comes with training as well. But um, yeah, I love the feeling, feeling that and, and, the, and the empowerment that it gives you. That's cool. Yeah. Not too high level? No, not at all. I, <laughs> I think that's really relevant. Um, yeah, like just that, like in a, from a practical perspective, like spend a lot of time at the park these days because the kids love to be at the park. It's great to get the kids out to the park. So good. You're there, you got pram, you got, you know, whatever, you got the stuff. And, you know, kids want to play. There's a pull-up bar or some dip bars or something. You can go and do some shit. Do some stretching, do a few sets of chin-ups, like mm. whatever. Mm. You can just incorporate a little bit of movement into that that day or that couple of hours versus oh, I'm not exercising today because I don't have my equipment, like I don't have my barbell here or, you know, I, I do dumbbell training or whatever. It's like, it's just, it, it just seems like a really, it's quite a, lib, like a liberated sort of feeling, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, I also thought of the, for me, you know, the body weight strength ratio thing works well for me uh, in terms of like um, just keeping me in check with, you know, where my body is, where my strength is in relation to my body weight. And I think it's a really good marker. Um, now, obviously, there's different body types and, you know, there's certain aspects of body weight training that, you know, because of a body type, um, you would never be able to achieve. Would you agree? Uh, yes, or it'd be really, really, really hard. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really, really hard. Yeah. Or it's just, yeah, it's not something that someone else focuses on. But for me, I really like, that keeps me like, ah, oh, okay, I do this movement that I used to be able to do and it's quite easy for me to measure where I am and how I'm, I'm, how I'm tracking and that it's just like it help, lets me know where I'm at. What might be an example of that? Oh, pull, you know. For me, it's always pull. That's my nemesis. Right. Um, you know not great at it um and it never comes easy and i dread it whenever i'm doing ben arm that is yeah love straight arm yeah but, but um you know it's it's always that that's a, it's a good measuring stick for for whatever my weight and my strength and my conditioning I can easily go up and do a set and go okay that's where i'm at <laughs> yeah we're still um, there we're still we're still there we've gone back there and on holiday for a few weeks um but yeah i yeah i just i just love the feeling man I was thinking that the other day. Um, I ran into someone and they were like, "Oh man, I see, I saw you doing your rope climbs on Instagram." They're like, "It's fucking awesome, bro." And I was yeah. and I was thinking about it and I was like, "Yeah, rope climbs are mad." And I oh, fuck, I haven't done them for a while. And then I thought, "Man, I'm gonna be forty in a couple of years. Yeah, it would be all like of all things, I would really like to be able to keep doing rope climbs." Yeah, totally. Like, man, if you could be doing that when you're in your fifties, sixties, that's sick. Yeah, absolutely. And that speaks to so much more than like, oh, I could whatever, do a pendlay row or a bent over barbell row with, you know, 85 kilos. I was like, no, I'd rather be able to haul myself up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about the, um, tell me about some of the, the key concepts relevant to bodyweight training. And I've got a little list here. Um, for folks listening stuff you might be aware of but maybe it's new information to you and if you can understand these concepts then then it's going to allow you to just get more out of it and these are relevant like a lot of this is not exclusive to body weight training but they're they're, they're the key characteristics um talk to me about range of motion mm. yeah look this this where we're going now is also why i like body weight training 
because I like the technical aspects of it. Like, a, you know, we used to be lighting technicians. I like, the, I like to know something. And, yeah, this shit's just really interesting for me. Um, so, yeah, shit's harder when you perform it, a movement through a larger range of motion. Um, when you go into – yeah, it's, it's harder, it's more impressive, it's heavier often, um, whether it be at the hip or at the shoulders – there's so many different planes of movement. Um, gymnastics being kind of at the, the highest end of bodyweight training. Um, if you look closely at what they're doing, they're generally moving in crazy ranges of motion. Um, but yeah, the further you increase that, the harder it is. And you're generally, it's easier in the middle of your range of motion than it is on both other ends. Right, yeah, the extremes. And you could make the case that it's like you can develop well two things having strength through your full range of motion or as much of it as possible ultimately makes you a stronger person mm-hmm. like if my shoulders are strong overhead behind me you know um pulled up behind my back you know like if i've got all of this all of this strength development i have really strong fucking shoulders but if mm. i'm only strong in just overhead pressing Mm. Or just doing push-ups, mm. you know, it's a bodyweight example, but it's still just one plane. Then, but I haven't developed any of those other aspects. Mm. Then you can. It's like, well, the shoulders underdeveloped. Mm. So I think, yeah, bodyweight training allows you to just go into those ranges, unlike anything else does. Mm. Mm. Um, the other part I was going to say is that there's like a, it gives you the opportunity to go into those ranges because. You know, you look at like what's happening on the rings, like a skin the cat or something like that. Like it's very fucking hard to do a movement like that with a, like to replicate that kind of, I don't know, like holistic development of the shoulder with say a, a, a weight, even mm. if it's a kettlebell or something that you're swinging around. It's mm. you just so there's an opportunity to to develop aspects of your joints that is not as easily available with more conventional styles of training. Yeah, well, conventional is the wrong word, but you know, weight-related stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it pretty much has um, unlimited kind of potential for for different exercises and movements. And I really enjoy f- like finding them or figuring them out or scrolling on Instagram and seeing, you know, one thing that I thought was fuck. That's all there is to know about that. And then you look and you go, fuck. If I if I change my angle you know, and position my feet here and I just go further, like, wow, that's completely different. Um, yeah, there's there's endless... Once you learn the principles of it, there's there's so many different planes to, to train um, and there's different ways to, to do it, different angles in relation to gravity or the floor or the bar. So, yeah, it's, I, I just see it as something they'll be doing forever. You know what I mean? That's actually what you just said is a good segue into um, uh, the next piece, which is regressing and progressing, like making something easier or harder. Mm. Which when, you know, to, to, paint, to paint it clearly, when you're lifting weights, you can just grab a lighter weight or a heavier weight and the movement can stay the same. Mm-hmm. So it's quite simple in how you make it easier or harder. But with bodyweight strength training, you can do that to an extent. You could do less or more reps. 
Or maybe you could add a bit of weight to it, like using a push-up as an example. You could put a, a plate on your back or something. Mm-hmm. But you could also look at that, and this is, this is more what bodyweight strength training is really good at. You can progress it or regress it by changing the actual exercise. So you could go, instead of it's a push-up that we're developing, but you could, like you noticed, Paulie, you said pulling. Like you described a, 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 a category of your strength. Yeah, which is pulling. You didn't describe an exercise. Yes. You described a category. Yeah, which within that is infinite amount of different pulling based exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a really relevant thing to talk about. Is like to be good at bodyweight strength training and to to kind of master it in a sense. You have to understand how these progressions and like how these exercises all fit together. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you can see the guy that just does bodyweight squats and push-ups and chin-ups like okay you do that but where does it go yep yeah absolutely talk to me about about that idea of it and about how like say how you use that within the you know the mastery system um yeah uh so i don't know i I guess i started training with you joe um and and then t and and with you know the jungle brothers gym and along along the way i i picked up strength training bodyweight strength training and then you know we did a bunch of gymnastics strength training and it's all mixed in now um dabbled in a few books as references but generally speaking you yeah we categorize into a couple of different um categories we got uh and and the thing is with with bodyweight training i guess we're talking largely about uh the upper body development yeah, you know, primarily. Um, there's a, there's there's lower body also, and I guess yeah, we're talking about gymnastic strength, gymnastics stuff, and calisthenics. Obviously, there's martial arts and what I was saying before, and and um, tricking and getting your legs strong and pliable and that sort of thing. But for simplicity, like you can only develop your legs so far without using weight because they're just built different for different endurance and strength for different functions i think in the body um but when we're looking at the this the body weight strength it's all happening through the trunk and the shoulders um and in that area you you've got your your shoulders moving in push and pull patterns um those patterns can be divided into straight arm pushing and straight arm pulling and, and bent arm pushing and bent arm pulling and that's how we've got um our our body weight program split into those sorts of masteries push and pull straight arm that's two categories push and pull bent arm that's two other categories um there's other there's there's a lot of things to develop you know there's there's the trunk and flexing forward siding side bending and back arching and the legs and everything in between and handstands even though it's a push sorry, Straight yep. out, it often becomes yep. its own kind it's of character. A, yeah, and, and it is its own one in our program, um, and that's a, that's a challenge trying to trying to put it all into context and and figure it out. But yeah, largely we're looking at push pull both in straight and bent arm columns. We used to have a trunk column. We're experimenting with leaving that out um, and threading that into everything else that we do inside of the program in a different kind of way. Then there is a handstand um, mastery ladder as well, which it's really cool. I think it's it it's got it deserves its own little column there. Um, it's a pressing 
straight arm pressing kind of movement, as you mentioned, that's overhead. And it deserves its own one. One, not just because people really enjoy it and it's fun. And, um, yeah, it's just fucking heaps of fun. But generally the health of people's shoulders in that position is really poor in the West, I guess, and, and probably all around the world just simply because we don't use the arms overhead with load much anymore. Um, we don't swing in the trees and we're not on our, we're not walking around upside down. So a lot of people's shoulder problem problems kind of stems from, um, you know, posture and, and having the shoulder open and overhead. So the journey to a handstand is really good for health because you have to address a whole bunch of things. So we have it in the, in the gym here and whether you're trying to get a handstand or not, you're developing a very important portion of your upper back and your shoulders and the mobility of those shoulders and your thoracic, etc. So, um, yeah, that has its own column as well. And so I guess what I see when I look at – actually, my example will be when I coach people who don't train here. So when you get someone that comes in, they're like, oh, I want to you know, do some stuff – they're often kind of blown away at some of the seemingly unique progressions that I'll use mm. to build something. So, mm-hmm. oh, let's, let's work on this, let's work on this. Like, you know, some, oh, man, ring dips kill my shoulder. Oh, well, have you tried, like, regular dips or have you tried, like, deficit push-ups mm-hmm. or maybe, like, an elevated ring push-up, mm. which are all very similar but just gets getting progressively easier and people are like, oh no, I'm just doing more ring dips, you know? But it's like, if you can understand these progressions mm. and regressions, you can understand these exercises and have them in your kind of arsenal, mm. then it just enables you to develop, it enables you to make someone stronger, like in a, in a, in a, on a continuing basis, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Because it's not like, oh, hey, well, it's ring dips today and that's what everyone's doing. Yep. You can say, no, you need to just, get push-ups first like that's where you're at mm. you can you can do some weighted ring dips because you're a savage you you know like you've just got options yeah and if you've got that injury it's like where you know where's the injury what happened this is a progression where you can work perfectly hard um and you know you're not you're not making it any worse um and you know whatever can help you develop while you're while you're um rehabbing that or something and you're still on the path I did four sets of 10 push-ups on Wednesday morning because my shoulder, I injured my shoulder a bit last week. Wow. And I uh, just couldn't do anything with it really for about a week. And then Wednesday I was like, try some push-ups. And I just did four sets of 10, slow. And man, my pecs were toasted like yesterday, <laughs> you know, but I was like, that was really good. But, you know, that's just an idea of like, okay, I'm probably not really working on push-ups much these days. Like I can do that. But yeah, to your point, while injured – that became yep. the perfect regression for me. That's so funny because yeah. the other day I did three sets of 15 because <laughs> <laughs> I injured my shoulder when I was on holidays. <laughs> I was sleeping on a bed with two big boys, the, my sons, yeah, and I just slept in that slouchy shoulder roll position. I was like, oh, my shoulder's fucking sore. This is terrible. And uh, Kayla, for friend, uh, we were away on holidays. He's like, um, yeah, let's go do swall at the gym. And I was like, this is a bad idea. We went and did chest up at Ballina and we did drop sets with the fucking dumbbells. Oh, oh. well, like <laughs> uh, chest press? Chest press. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, he's got the ladder 
and you're doing the last set, the drop set, and I was like, this is not good. Oh, because you're just working your way through the, through yeah. all the dumbbells. Yeah, we went. What did we do? We went up the ladder. So it was like four sets getting progressively heavier. Yeah, eight to twelve, and then it was a drop set for your last set. Oh God! So it was just like they're there and you're dropping them and they're just putting them in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah yeah. So exactly like I know uh, dips aren't good when I'm just a bit aggravated at the front. So it's like push-ups and I've, yeah, um, did my push-ups. I've got a program at the moment. As an example, I've got a bodyweight goal on the rings and it's going to take a lot of work to, to get there and I was just writing the program for it and there's big portions of it I can't do while the shoulder's just like this. But I'm ticking that box because I did the push-ups, you know, because like, I just find a different progression for it to keep developing that muscle give the front of the shoulder a bit of exposure while it's rehabbing. Yeah. I put it in a comfortable position. Nothing crazy. Yeah. That's smart. And it's, 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 I think there's a mindset piece there where it's like, yeah, I'm not doing exactly the kind of exercise that I want to be doing to move mm. towards my goal, mm. but I'm, but I'm not completely turning my back on it either. Like I'm still visiting yeah. that, that capacity, you know, to a lighter degree. Yeah. Um, so I'm keeping something going there. Exactly. Um, so that's huge. For, listen, for listeners, understanding how you – like what exercises are a form of regression and what are a form of progression for whatever it is you're working on is really integral. And I would say like if, you, if you're a bit stuck with that, it's where you want to start learning more. You want to read books on it. You want to get a coach. You want to go through it with them. Because once you understand these things, like, okay, I can start to roadmap my way towards whatever, whatever body weight goal you want. Yeah, fucking earth. It's like – trying to cook a curry for friends and not looking up a recipe type of thing. It's, you know, and I, I guess... It's going to be a shit curry. Yeah, like exercise is free and you can just go do it. And it's somewhat... Those patterns are somewhat inside of us. But you fucking sit at a desk all the time and your shoulders are slouched and, yeah. That's right. You've, you've fallen. You've really fallen a long way. We say you were looking at humanity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, talk to me about time under tension. This is, uh, this is third point. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, you know, to start it off, I guess the, the thing that's often not considered is um, there's an amount of time under tension that's required in order to get enough stimulus to make a change. Mm. Right? So time under tension, you know, whatever, like – yeah, if I'm doing chin-ups, there's time under tension when I'm going through lowering and pulling. Yep. But also if I was just doing a static hold, holding at the top, there's time under tension there. Um, the, it's usually inherently built into our rep ranges and sets. Right? So tell me like here say... You mean? Well, yeah, here, but I would say any good strength program... Yes. We'll just stick to like, oh yeah, we're doing whatever. Something that, that most people are familiar with. Yeah, we're doing five sets of five. Yep. And then we're going to do a similar exercise, but four sets of 10. Yeah. And then we'll finish with a couple sets of 15. Yes. And you're like, well, that sounds like a pretty good generic format. Yeah. The time under tension is built into it. Yeah. You know, well, like, what do you say? What are you following with with you developing your pool stuff? Yeah. Break down what a session might look like in terms of like those rep ranges. Um, Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, Yeah. Time under tension, it's one of those variables and in training – there's all the different variables and as a coach, depending on how you set those variables, you can get different outcomes and 
that's one that's overlooked a lot of the time. Um, I'll use time under tension definitely for people who are learning, uh, you know, who I'm trying to build some base strength um, so that they can get strong throughout the whole range and they can also do it slowly with a slow tempo purely so they can get the motor control right. Uh, But then, yeah, you can use time and attention, increasing it and decreasing it for muscle building or for making something heavier, for sure. Um, So it's how long are you, have you got the muscle under tension in any part of the range? So for you, you, you're in one set of 10 reps. You're generally, you're going to be, you know, maybe it's three seconds a rep. You could just say that, that's you know, whatever, it's about 30 seconds of time under tension over the whole set and and then you can if you want to increase that increase reps right yeah but if you want to get more specific you can also put more time and attention in specific parts of that rep um and i kind of that's what you were saying with the holds and stuff yeah so we'll often use that to build strength in a weak position um or or a position that you're trying to get really really strong at for that particular movement um Example for me that makes me think about it is I've got this ring, ring transition and it's transition. So I need to be strong in position A and then position B. And right now I'm really strong in both. But going through from A to B, there's like a completely different position and I never spend much time under tension there at the moment. And to build that, I went and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this transition, flop, didn't make it balancing on the rings so now i build into my program those specific angles that i'm weak and i'm spending time under tension there okay and get that strong i'll do reps that are slow between a and b as well as just time in the weakest point of that i know where the weakest point like like a hold there a hold yep yeah right on yep um, is that a good example of how yeah, you apply that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And to 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 elaborate on your point about like you could add reps. So like yeah, say you're doing push-ups. Yep. You want to like make it more challenging. Well, you you, inc- you could increase the time under tension by doing more reps. You go hey, let's do twelve. Mm-hmm. Or you could say all right, let's do a five-second lowering, mm-hmm. and then one-second hold, and then push. Yes. And like all of a sudden, each rep is six seconds. Mm-hmm. Eight sixes for those of you with a calculator out there, figure that shit out. Um, but it, but you know, you slow it down. It change, you don't even have haven't had to add reps, mm-hmm. but you've instantly made it harder. Mm. I think that that's a huge, like, if I'm to highlight like one thing that I, I feel like people who are kind of battling out the gym or the strength training by themselves, mm. body weight stuff, and where I see them go wrong, there's no manipulation of of tempo. Totally, and 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 you know. A manipulation of tempo is also doing a static hold, like you said. Like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a five second hold in the bottom of the push up, yes, and then pressing out. Like, that's going to be really fucking hard. You're under load the whole time. Mm. Um, I think that's such a, a cool variable to play with, and I think it's so effective. Mm. Like, you can you can give it to someone who's like you know like the standard middle like standard kind of twenty something mm. year old guys. Like, yeah, I can do push ups all day. As soon as you get them to do it slow the way we do it, it's like, man, they're gassed after eight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like that is the one thing. If people could get a better grasp on it, they can accelerate results just by manipulating that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 
and moving into this new body weight ladders, um, I've been more specific about that through all of the rungs. So I've prescribed tempos on, yeah, probably 80% of what's up there um, for the moving reps, not the holds, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's basically, because what's 15 reps? 15 reps could be two, one second a rep or it could be twenty sec- uh, three seconds a rep. Yeah. It's a big difference, right? And, um, you know, you're usually using a bit of power and completely missing tension in the middle range, especially when you're coming down. Yeah. People don't do that eccentric shit. People need a parachute for that section. Yes. Drag parachute. Um, but, yeah, th- you're right. It's probably one of those big ones that any blowjo that's in the park would really benefit on is like, fucking change this variable up. I actually remember, um, yeah, handy tip when I did uh, – did a workshop that was run by fitness faqs and sci monster Mm. after electric gardens that year t and i went to the day after hey the day after (laughs) the bodyweight blueprint yeah it was it was like it was actually cool once we're there but getting there i was like oh man i don't know about this (laughs) but um really good recommendation from there and they were very scientific about everything they do because they're both pretty geeky on the training front but they were like if you're doing holds of an exercise one minute like 60 to 90 seconds per workout is what you need to progress and you could do that two three times per week mm. so i like that it's like oh yeah, okay like a minute like say front lever yeah six sets of 10 seconds that's a minute yes you know do that yep. a couple times a week you'll get stronger yeah um, that's a magic one um yeah i love that uh what is it five sets 10 to 20 seconds was also yeah that's what is that 50 to fucking 100 seconds. Yep. Yeah. Work up. I was always told that work up to 100 seconds in a position before making it harder. Oh, yeah, I like that. That was Marco who put that for me. I've always – I have stuck with that because it's worked. Yeah, right. Before to, progressing it. it. Yeah. If you want to be really strict at it. Yeah. You know, so you've mastered it before going yeah. up. But you could do it for four sets and then you're just going to struggle a bit harder when you when you make it heavier. Um, but, yeah, it's very similar piece and I'm, I'm sure it's come from – Good science. Yeah. And they're fucking monsters, those guys. Well, funny when you look Experience. at the Edo programming, it's like it, 45 minutes of time under tension per workout. Hey, like like there's, so, there's so many sets, so many holds. I like think if you can some, survive it, it'll make you strong. That's some Cirque programming. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Mm. I suppose. But I, I don't know. I question that even. Mm. Just because there's a lot of really good folks out there, yeah, and performers and stuff who are doing way less, but achieving more. Mm. In any case, we digress. Um, but that's a nice way for, for you to frame it. So like for, you know, listening, like say a couple of the really s- simple movements that you're not simple, like not easy, but a common movements that you see, which are holds an L sit. You see those quite a bit. Um, you see a chest to bar hold, see that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see like a support, like up on the rings, elbows, you know, elbows locked, pushing down. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone who's like new to those, Apply that to your training. Go, I want to do five sets of 10 to 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. A couple times a week, you will undoubtedly get stronger at the thing. Absolutely. Um, last piece I want to touch on before we wrap it up is this other form of regression or progression, which is assistance. Mm. And so this is, you can, you, you're either, you can do it to yourself, you can place your feet on the ground, whatever. Yep, yep. You could hold on to something to balance yourself. Or you could get a spot from someone. Mm. or you could use a band yep 
there are good and bad ways to approach this, but can you give me a bit of an overview of how they fit into the scheme of things? Um, yeah, my opinion is, yeah, like use all of those things. They're all useful, but as you said, there's there's better ways to do it and there's bad ways to do it. Not not um, against using bands. Definitely you need support. Um, I guess with, especially with skilled movements, um, I think support is essential throughout the journey um, because they might need some balance and often they're hard, maybe because you're upside down or because it's really intense and heavy um, that you want to take support enough that you can be training in a good position and it's really all about what is it perfect practice makes perfect sort of thing ah right yep you don't want to be doing shitty reps ever if you want to keep progressing and you want to have healthy shoulders and a healthy body so I always I'm you know some I've never really had an ego with training so I don't mind I always hold myself back a bit, I think, from observation. I, I like to do it really well. Also, I've had tragic shoulders, just like always getting injured and stuff. So I always err on the side of caution. I take what support I need um, so that I can be in a good, healthy position for my shoulders. Um, yeah, support's definitely good. The other piece with it is, um, especially with the skill stuff, is um, you know taking support so you can work out the pattern of the movement. So you make it light enough at first that you can not just have your shoulders in a good position, but you're tracking your hips and your shoulders overall in a, in a, in the movement pattern that's required. Yep. So you take enough support or make it light enough so that you can nail that before adding weight. You can feel it. You can feel it. And then coming to something like this morning, I had Nick in here, um, can't do a skin the cat, so he can't pull pull up with straight arms and we'd been doing some offset hangs and inverted offset hangs and then eccentrics and then i showed him today like how how to how to pull yourself in using a bit of momentum and it's just hanging tuck your knees and pull the lever at the right time and you can make it through couldn't make it through but i spotted him through that sticky point and in that with the spotting there i kind of had hands on him so he's not afraid because going upside down for some people is a bit of a thing. Um, So there's a safety element. And then I just kind of helped him map out the path for that movement, you know. And he did it again and he more or less did it himself. Um, But, you know, it helps a lot with the stuff that we do here with the skill bits is like getting people to spend some time in it. Um, And, yeah, supporting them through the hard bits because they're always like – Often they're a bit strong through some range, but not through other bits. So, yeah, I think spotting um, is, is definitely a part of the journey. It should be used. But, yeah, you've got to do it well. Um, so if I can find a coach, get some good advice. What do you think about spotting? Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, it's so um, – I do think it's a hard one to – like for a beginner or for someone who's totally, – yeah. you know, it's, you're not going to know when and how. Mm. It's such a um, like there's such a delicate balance to to, to doing it because the, the, yeah like if you like knowing how to spot somebody well or to give to provide assistance at the right time mm. we'll just give them that like one or three percent to be able to get through that sticking point as mm. you said mm. which 
you know, like allows them to just push their perimeter a little bit and go, oh, okay, yeah, I I can taste it now. Yeah. You know, and then maybe it's like, cool, let's keep working the spot and you might do that for whatever reps or you might do it for weeks and Mm. gradually, Mm. you know, you you remove the spot. Um, But for someone who's assisting there that has no idea and they just give you 40% and they're just pushing you through the whole movement. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think like any anyone that's got half an idea about their their training or has experienced a bit of bodyweight stuff, they can probably remember when someone spotted them. Even with weightlifting, you know, you're trying to do a bench or something, and someone spots you too overzealously, mm. and they take all the weight, and you're like, "Man, you just fucked up my set." Like, Mm-mm. I just got to the bit where the work was happening, and you yeah. took it from me. Yes, yeah. So yeah, it's it's um, it, it's it's a real art to it. Yeah, there is. Like, yeah, I can think of heaps of examples where. If you're spotting with your feet, like how you spot yourself, yeah, and where you put the feet in relation to the movement, like completely changes it. Yeah, I mean we're always like in a in a class situation when you show people, hey guys, like um like uh, what's a good example? Um, hey, if you if you can't do uh, like a chin up, if you're not or if you're not like ready to hang off the bar with your full body weight yet, you know like the ring pull up, like the ring S pull mm, we've mm, done in the mm, past. Mm. Um, so it's basically like you're 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 doing a, pull, a chin up on some rings. But you've got your, your feet on the ground and you're just up on your toes. Mm. And you just, you're right on the tip of your toes because you're only really using like your feet to hold a very small percent of your body weight. Mm. And it should remain that way through the whole rep, which means your upper body is working super hard. It's like a 98 or 99% body weight chin up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, as soon as you teach that to a group of people, oh, everyone got it? I fucking told you guys, only 1% in the feet. Then you see people with just like flat feet. Just like banging out reps and they're looking at you like, I don't get it. I don't, where's the exercise here? And it's like, fuck, yeah, there's so much, um, I don't know, there's a skill in itself to being able to grasp an exercise like that. Yeah, totally. Yep. So you got to be care- as a coach, you've got to be careful about when you, when you give that to someone, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking totally a craft. Now that I think about the little nuances with spotting, how to spot yourself, you know, just, you know, how you hold on to something whether it's pinching the pinch grip or a couple of fingers or what are you spotting for? Uh, yeah. Is it spotting for balance or is it spotting for strength? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a real, it's a real art. That's a really good, yeah, it's a really good point. So yeah, that one's like, it's not something you can immediately master, but it's something you're going you're to need to explore, especially if you want to get into the more tricky bodyweight strength movements. Mm. There's times when it's just absolutely inappropriate. One of those times for me, generally speaking is when you see complete beginners um grab a big heavy band and put around their feet and do pull-ups i'm like there there can be i don't think that i don't think pull-ups ever need to be banded personally though i know they can be used effectively but there's a huge you see a huge overuse of people just like oh bash it out with the band do like 10 reps and the band just removes any kind of benefit that person might be getting Mm. So instead of spending time on the thing that's going to get them to that next stage, mm-hmm. they're just like bypassing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 that a lot. Yeah. And I say that because I, I do know that, you know, I've, we use it here sometimes in Swole. Yep. You know, it can have a place. Yep. Yep. Just not when I'm on duty. Get ripped. Um, by Joe. That's like ripped as in me rip into you? Yeah, you rip yeah, into him. fucking, mate, what are you using Jade. that shit for? Shit. Get down. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Um, so that's, I think that's a pretty good summary of the bodyweight strength piece. Um, mm. I would sort of wrap by saying that if you're new to the game, you don't need to worry too much about that stuff. All you got to do is show up 
to the place where they're, where they're telling you what to do. Come to a gym like ours, gym like Jungle Ballina. You know, even if it's just a friend that you're training with at an outdoor gym. Like if you're just doing sets and reps and you're trying to stay controlled, you're going to get there. Mm. But there is going to come a time where you're going to need to understand because you're at the very bottom rung, right, when mm. you're new to it. But there is going to come a time where, you know, those basics aren't doing it for you anymore. You're going to mm. need to take steps forward mm. and understanding some of these variables, time under tension, range of motion, exercise progressions. Yeah, mm. like knowing that's that huge. stuff, that's, that's what's going to get you to <clears> those, <throat> that next level, yep. you know, until you become a bodyweight master. Alpha. Alpha, you you'll Alpha you'll chicken. be able to come to when you are when you've reached that status, you can come to the Jungle Brothers gym, and if you're lucky, you might be halfway <laughs> towards Alpha status by our movement milestones poster. You're lucky if you're lucky, Joe will rip into you. Yeah. What are you doing here, dweeb? You're like, yes, he <laughs> yeah. noticed me. He ripped me. <laughs> um, awesome. We'll wrap it there. Mm. Thanks, bro. That was fun. That was. Good chat. Yeah, it was good. I, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the programming and I, and I know that you've had your head in it lately, so I thought it'd be good to try and get some of that out. Awesome. Um, fam, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did like the episode, please share it with someone that you know. Share it with the weakest friend that you have. Go, you know what, man? I think you need some help with your bodyweight strength training. Here's what the boys had to say. Listen to this episode. But it really does help to support the show, so we'd appreciate that. Um, whatever platform you listen to us on, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Leave us a review. You can, you can follow us on, on iTunes or on Spotify, but those things help to support the show as well. So if you can just tap that button, it goes a long way. And um, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you. See you. See you.